0: Hi there. As the price of Bitcoin has crept above $57,000 this week, the Bank of England Deputy Governor has called for urgent regulation of cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. And just before I start, my my name is Charles Kelly. I'm the author of the book, Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. And I've, I've produced over 250 free podcasts for education purposes. I'm not a financial advisor, but I put these out on on, on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe and and like the post to get it out to more people. Similar thing on on whether you're looking at this on Facebook or you might be listening on iTunes or Stitcher or one of the other podcast platforms on on audio only. So thanks for listening and please do like and share the content. But the price of Bitcoin climbed to 57000 dollars uh, this this week. And it had dropped back, as, as you know, and it, it peaked at 60. And some, some analysts see this as uh, maybe a last sort of rally for Bitcoin before it falls again. But, you know, I'm not a Bitcoin uh, specialist in, in, as such, but I'm going to talk about Bitcoin today because the Deputy Governor of the Bank of England, Sir John uh, Cunliffe, said that cryptocurrencies need regulation as a matter of urgencies. Now, he said they don't... At the moment, pose a risk to the financial stability of of the markets in general, uh, but there are very what he called very good reasons to to think that this might not be the case for for much longer. So they're obviously looking into this. This is not only the the the. the uh, the Bank of England, but but also the Federal Reserve. And what he said is that the future collapse of the price of, of cryptocurrencies could spread through the markets. Now, he warned that uh, a severe fall in the value of a crypto asset, for example, to zero could force investors who have taken on debt with brokers to have to find the cash or or sell other assets in, in effect to pay for them. And sometimes you see this if cryptocurrency falls, then markets can drop suddenly. Even the price of gold can drop because maybe they're selling off assets in gold and other other assets like shares to, to pay the margin calls from the brokers. So when we say margin calls, basically they borrowed uh, with the brokers to buy cryptocurrency on the speculation that it, it, it's going to go up in value. And then if it dropped down, they've lost, there's no asset there. They, the, the the loan is, is secured on the asset. And if the asset's gone, the brokers said well we need our money otherwise we're going to bankrupt you and, and that's when they might have to sell other assets. in some cases it could you know push people into into bankruptcy and he, he said there's, there's a possibility of contagion. a large cryptocurrency a falling cryptocurrencies values could affect the you know, investor risk and sentiment more broadly causing investors to sell other assets that are judged to be risky or perceived so it's have a similar base to that so what he's saying is that uh, this could spread through through the market if if cryptos fell and this is not just a matter of people saying well you know i've put a few hundred dollars into crypto i've lost it you know fair enough that this is where people are investing big into cryptos and 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 then that could be a problem for the for the whole market as one thing goes down it could come down like a domino effect now in the past year crypto assets have grown uh, around 200% in value, from just under uh, 800 billion or 580 billion pounds to two trillion, 2.3 trillion dollars, nearly two trillion pounds. So it's we're not talking about small beer here. And there are thousands of these cryptocurrencies now, and and who knows what which one to invest in? Bitcoin is the one that everybody knows, the one that uh, people. Remember from from years ago when you could have bought a Bitcoin for, a, you know, a few dollars and now they're $57,000 and you think, why didn't I get into that? I should have been in there, um, you know, but th- that's past. You can't turn back the clock and get into it. So a lot of people then jump on the bandwagon, don't they? Now, this is, all right, $2 trillion is is relatively small in terms of the global financial assets, which are over, you know, $250 trillion dollars. Uh, but, you know, the, nine, the, the the 2008 financial crash was triggered by one sector, and that's the subprime mortgages, mortgage tr- uh, sector, which was only at that time, just over $1 trillion, Sir so John has said. So in other words, at that time, subprime mortgages were a sector where they were selling assets, which were backed by mortgages lent to people who couldn't pay their mortgages before known as subprime mortgages and they were sold as class a assets which were really like more like junk bonds so and then when it when uh, people realized this and the market trump crumbled uh, like if you watch that movie about that then then you'll you'll know the the big short uh, you'll 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 know the story um and that's when everything sort of came down at once and suddenly you know even banks were going out of business and and he so in other words, what he's saying is that even a small sector of the, of the economy, like a 2 trillion sector, or in the case of subprime, 1 trillion, if that goes down, it could have a, a trigger effect on other assets as people sell. And institutions are getting involved in, in cryptos as well. Funds are investing in them. So, you know, who, who knows? Now, most crypto assets such as Bitcoin, Ethereum, and, and these sorts of things are, are not backed up in the real world by assets or commodities. Uh, but strings of computer code, and and that makes up ninety five percent of the the two trillion dollars in in crypto. As a result, he said they are volatile. Well, to be fair, Sir John, um, most currencies uh, in 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 other in most countries are not backed up by any assets or commodities. They're not backed up by gold anymore. The pound used to say the bearer of this note is entitled to uh, the, the the value of this note. In gold and that's how currencies kind of started if you think of fiat currencies backed by gold and of course in America in the early 70s, I think it was 1971 uh, Richard Nixon old tricky Dicky took America off of the gold standard and and you you could argue then that since then that that currency has, has just gone down and down in value and uh, you know America has suffered as, as a result and perhaps the world has suffered they got away with it because the the dollar, the dollar is the 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 standard currency of the world. Most things are priced in dollars such as oil and and most other commodities. Uh, So the gold, uh, the the dollar is known as the reserve currency. So most currencies are not backed by anything. And that that is probably the the appeal of of crypto assets such as Bitcoin, um, because they're outside of the main system. Uh, Investors in cryptocurrencies see themselves as uh independent renegades who who've got their money outside the system because they think the system is going to collapse, uh that, that all this money printing that's going on is, is going to make the all the other currencies worth zero and then Bitcoin's going to suddenly come in and become the, the reserve currency. Well, personally I don't think so. And and he goes on to say connections between cryptocurrencies and the traditional financial market are also growing as big as investors uh, hedge funds and banks and have become more and more involved. So as I said, banks and hedge funds are getting into this. So what he said is bringing crypto, uh, bringing the crypto world effectively within the regulatory perimeter will help ensure that potentially very large investments of the application of this technology to finance can flourish in a sustainable way. That That is a lot of words to just say they want to regulate it and, and make it safe for people. Um, so, Look, as, as I said, um, other currencies is not backed up by anything, but at least you know that the government is there behind them. So uh, if you if you borrow money from the American government, which has never defaulted on, on loans or bonds, you, you know that that, that money is, is going to be there. But Americans are now having to increase the debt ceiling limit in order to meet their commitments. And there's going to be another round of talks uh, coming up in, in a couple of months' time, because the Republican Party did not want them to do this. And and otherwise, they could fail to meet their payments on their bonds, which which are uh, US Treasury bonds, they're called, um, which is never done before. So it's never defaulted on, on a payment, whereas other countries, you know, South American junta's and that sort of thing have defaulted on, on payments. So what what America's doing is just printing their way out of problems, and perhaps building more problems for themselves down the line. Uh, the UK is apparently printing a billion a day as well, and and getting more involved in in more spending projects. Um, so this is why people are are feel that crypto is a bit of a safe haven. But you know, for me, um, you know, I I feel that. Central banks are, and and major governments are not going to allow cryptocurrency to to take over their currency and and replace it with the currency they control, and it's not even recognized as a, as a currency, um, uh, you know, recognized or even taxed as as a currency. Uh, so they don't recognize it. There's, I think what was that country, uh, uh, El Salvador or Venezuela, who, who started to recognize uh, crypto. But you know their, their currency is worth zero anyway, and they're relying on the dollar, so they're bringing in th- this sort of uh, recognition and trying to get people to use crypto, which a, a lot of Bitcoin, which a lot of people are not even happy about. So, so, so there you go. I mean, China has also uh, banned crypto trading altogether, it, having previously banned uh, crypto mining. This is the process to uh, on computers to to mine cryptocurrencies. Don't ask me to explain it. Uh, look it up on Google, cryptocurrency mining, uh, and presumably to avoid uh, similar risks as well as any challenge to their own uh, currency, which is now more or less digital anyway. And I think other central banks will be digitizing their their currency uh, as as paper currency is, is gradually faded out. I think this has got more to do with controlling us rather than just uh, you know, making it easier for our lives. But but obviously cash and it costs a lot of money to move around. It costs a lot of money to print. Uh, it can be counterfeited and, and blah, blah, blah. But then maybe so can digital currency as, as well. And, you know, the Bank of England uh, previously advised that people should only invest money into crypto that they can afford to lose. That was the governor of the Bank of England. And but then, you know, when you borrow money to buy crypto or any other volatile asset, you know such as uh, a high risk stocks and shares that you expect to go up uh, this is pra- practice i would call gambling not not investing you're just speculating you risk losing far more than your original stake obviously because you're going rid- to lose your original stake plus what you've borrowed to 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 buy that stake and you know this happened before the 1929 stock market crash when people uh, you know could you know when people could could borrow money to buy stocks and shares, so they if they they could borrow two thirds of the value of the of the shares. So if they if they um you know if they, if they wanted uh, you know three hundred dollars worth of shares, they could borrow two hundred dollars, and and then that was uh, secured on the shares themselves. And people were, were, it was great. It was going fine. Shares were going up. So people thought, this is easy. I'll, I'll borrow some more and kept piling into the market. And in fact, it got so bad that Joseph Kennedy, the father of uh, President Kennedy, President John F. Kennedy and Robert Kennedy uh, said that when a shoeshine boy was telling him to get in, get into shares, get into, get into stocks and invest in stocks, he saw that as the time to get out. And That's similar things happening in America now. A lot of small investors are, you know, gambling on on shares and and tech shares and this sort of stuff um, through through, uh, outs, and they're talking on on these uh, discussion boards such as Reddit. And there's a lot of speculation going on. With with platforms such as Robinhood, there's there's tr- trading in options, there's trading in cryptos, and it's not only buying cryptos, but people are trading in cryptos. People are uh, borrowing money to buy crypto. So it, it's it's maybe the governor of the Bank of England feels it's kind of getting out of hand. So in the in the 1929 stock market crash, uh, the, the, when the price of shares in some cases dropped by seventy percent, yes, seventy percent you know the broker then said right well you, the security that you've you put your money into that we we we've lent you lent money against is now worth 70% of what you paid for it so if you if you'd borrowed uh, $200 to buy $300 worth of shares and now those $300 worth of shares are, are now only worth are worth less than $200 then the broker says, right, well, we want our money back and, and we're going to sell those shares at whatever we can get for them. And then we want the, the rest of it back from you. So you've lost your your $300 worth of shares that you thought maybe next week would be $400. And then you've got to find the $200 to pay back to the broker, which you might not have. And that forced thousands of people into bankruptcy. People were jumping off the Empire State Tower uh, because they, they just felt that um, you know they'd lost it all That people literally jumping off buildings in wall street uh to because they'd lost everything they'd lost their houses they'd lost their business they, they it was just gone in in a, in an instant when the stock market crashed so these things can happen and we're seeing history repeating itself and and in another way we're seeing uh, history repeat itself uh because in in a way just it, it's a bit like you're buying something like crypto is it really any use to you other than you think it's going to go up in value? What, what can you do with it? You know, very few places you can spend cryptocurrencies. So you're buying it so that it will go up in value. You think it will go up in value so you can sell it to the next sucker uh, at a higher price. So you have got out of it and, and you know, that's what it is. And then the next sucker buys it thinking, well, it will go up in value. And he can sell it to another sucker who, who then sits on it. And eventually the, the sucker at the end of the food chain, Loses when it goes down and and cryptos have gone up and down by twenty percent in the day so how it can be classed as a currency is beyond me i mean if i'm if I'm uh sending money to somebody and in the morning and by the afternoon by the time it gets there you know twenty minutes later it's gone down in value what, what use is that to me uh so and the other thing surprising me with crypto you've got to buy it using dollars so you're you're buying it using pounds or dollars and what do they do with that money then? Uh, it's it's just to me it's just uh, it's it's pure speculation and I, I I can't see all of these cryptocurrencies replacing the main currencies of the main countries in the world. Now the other thing that's uh, repeating itself is inflation. We could come back, we could be back to 1970s inflation. Inflation in America has reached a 13 year high, I think it's a 35 year high in Germany, and we're seeing higher inflation in the UK. It's supposed to be 4%, but a lot of things are not included in the calculation. Uh, so, uh, it, it could the real rate of, of cost of living rises could be as much as 5% already, and the market is predicting 6% inflation by the end of the year. So, this inflation is eating away at your savings that's sitting in your bank or your building society or your deposit-based ISA. Any money that's sitting on deposit is losing value year by year because they're paying you less than the rate of inflation. They're paying you probably a tenth of one percent and inflation is four percent. Well, then you're losing nearly four percent a year on, on the, the buying power of your money. And if you think about it, uh if you think about you know, when you bought your first house and what it's worth today, and then think if you'd sat on the cash instead of buying that house, what that cash would would, would do for you today. It certainly wouldn't buy the same house, would it? Uh, so, so that's what you've got to think about. And then, then you might say to yourself, well, how can you invest your money without risk in order to get a higher return and beat inflation? Well, there's not many ways you can do that. There are certain uh, government bonds, maybe that might uh, guarantee uh, some sort of inflation link for you so that, you know, if your money buys you X amounts a day in, in 10 years time, we'll give you that money back and it will buy the same as it bought today, but that's not going to increase the value of your investment. Uh, so the answer is really that all investment, when I say investment, I don't mean putting your money in the bank. That's not really an investment. You're just holding it on deposit, but all investment carries a degree of risk. You know, if you buy, uh, you know even the money on deposit in a way is carrying a risk if the bank fails then that your money is gone unless there's a government guarantee deposit guarantee scheme in place as there is in the UK i think it's up to 85,000 in the UK but anything above that is not guaranteed so if you've got a million pounds sitting in the bank and the bank fails you know you're not going to get it all back uh so but but then Governments are not likely to let all the major banks fail, so there is a, a, a good backup there. But it, but it all carries some degree of risk. Even putting your money into gold and silver, that can fluctuate as well. But it's considered less risky than something like like crypto. So it all carries a degree of risk. Even money on deposit, as I said, is is has a degree of risk. Uh, and but then if you look at say. Cryptocurrency—that's extremely high risk. That's that's speculation. That's almost gambling. And uh, investing in something like the stock market can also be risky. But most of our pension fund money is invested in the stock market. Uh, but if it's managed well and, and you've got a good fund manager managing it for you, then it's less risky than if you just go and pick a stock because you read about it in the Sunday papers. Uh, but you know they can go up and as well as down. So if you put your money into that stock you'll get a dividend on the stock, maybe four or 5%, but the value of the stock could go down as well as up. Whereas if your money is on deposit and you're earning, you know, a quarter of a percent, it's, it's a low return, but the value of your money in, on that deposit remains the same. And, you know, investing in a blue chip share, like, I don't know, you invest in shares in say, Unilever or SmithKline Glaxo, or one of the major top FT100 index companies, if you invest in those kind of shares, then they're obviously less risky than investing in smaller companies or startup tech firms, for instance. But that even those shares can still go down in value during a stock market crash or a correction, which has been predicted, by the way, a correction has been predicted by the the, the Bank of England, and, uh, you know, the, there's a, an inflation risk as well. And, and, and interest rates also are set to go up this year. So when interest rates go up to stop inflation, often that triggers a fall in the value of the stock market and it slows down the property market as well. Property, property people say, what about property then? Uh, property investment can be risky if you don't know what you're doing. Uh, like when you just go into an auction and buy blind, without even seeing the property just because you've seen it done on homes under the hammer. That is risky. So, you know, financial education is the key to anything. And I was talking about this yesterday when we were talking about how people are going to fund their pensions and their retirement. Um, the answer is to be financially educated and keep watching my free podcast. Keep liking and sharing it. Keep watching my YouTube channel as well. And look out for for regular updates, I guess. Um, you know, People who've made money, millionaires, and, and, you know, their habits have been have been studied for many years um, in books like The Science of Getting Rich, Think and Grow Rich, and, and my own book, Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. And and we know that these habits leave track. So try and do things as they do. I run a course called The Smart Money Manager, which is, teaches you how to invest, how to, to, to invest and make money over time. And there's, there's a, a link to free training here today. So you can watch that if you like to a free training webinar that I've put up. And, you know, but the answer is to be educated and not just jump into something because, you know, your friend says, you know, I made some money on Bitcoin or I made some money on this or, you know, I mean, in, I'm investing in this startup company in South America or, you know, whatever. Um, just just be careful. And you know, always talk to your financial advisor as well. I'm not your financial advisor and always talk to those types of people so that you know what you're doing before you jump into it. So so there you go. I'll be covering more of this on future podcasts. I can't do it all in one day, but do check out my free training and, and my course as well, which you can find out about at the end of the training. Thanks for listening and have, have a great day. Appreciate you uh, listening in and watching and please like and subscribe. Thanks very much. Bye for now.